When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi, everybody. How are you? Good, uh, good to be with you. Spend a little time talking about something really important. We call it money. You probably call it, I don't know, money, too, I guess. You're an American. Well, I think almost everybody calls it money in some way or another. This is Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald, and uh, Tom and I are trying to do our little connections from opposite places, from my studio in Florida and from his studio in the Seattle region. And we can't get him to connect for some reason. So I'm going to talk to you for a while. And today, in this episode of Talking Real Money, there was a study done recently that showed that more people believed they understood cryptocurrency then understood what stocks are and i find found that stocking i mean shocking i was shocked that you more of you misunderstand stocks than think you misunderstand cryptocurrency i don't understand cryptocurrency all that well but i do get stocks so we're going to go back to the basics. Let's do a little basics here today on Talking Real Money and define terminology. Because I do, I, I've noticed through calls that people confuse the term stock and a mutual fund. A stock is very, very simply a share of ownership in a corporation. It is a tiny little piece of a business it actually represents ownership of the business we're talking uh, uh, we're going to make it more confusing we're talking about common stock now of course wall street confuses things and they have more kinds of stock but common stock is the one that we deal with the most that's that share of microsoft or amazon or apple or tesla that you might own if you're a speculative investor and that is what trades on the exchanges, minute to minute, weekday to weekday. We'll talk more about this in a minute. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to school. I'm Professor McDonald, and uh, we have with us visiting in the classroom Professor Thomas C. Cock, ladies and gentlemen. I don't. I think I'm going to have to give back my PhD. I'll just take a <laughs> my PhD, B, maybe an AA, or just maybe one of those things that says I showed up for a week or something. Yeah, yeah take is, what you can get. It's called a certificate okay. of achievement. There you go. I'll, yeah. I'll take one of those. Stamp it on. Means, there. Yeah. means you finished the race. Yeah, you didn't okay. do well, yeah. but you finished. 
as my dad, the doctor, once said, no one ever asked him what his, his, his grades were in medical school. So I guess. Hey, you know, that is a, a very D good for point. degree. D for degree. So okay. anyway, anyway, throughout today's oh. program, we are going to talk a little bit about the basics of money, like yeah. what a stock is, which I just mentioned to you earlier. Uh, we'll, uh, I'm not going to tell you what a preferred stock is because you don't need to know. It's on a need to know yeah. basis. You gave him the results of this survey that I just find shocking. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean that 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 twenty nine percent of investors get... they they don't they don't understand uh, cryptocurrency, but forty percent say they don't understand stocks and bonds. I know. I, mean, I don't believe that. Actually, I don't believe the Sad. results because I, now, think I think if it was you, for younger. This is young. I still think if you quizzed them on crypto, they would go, "Yeah, it's that thing. You know, that thing that's it's it's that thing that does that thing." Yeah. Well, my, I asked my 14-year-old daughter today, and she knew what stock was. Oh, so. oh, oh that is yeah. not fair. That does not count. What do you mean? Come on. She's... We're, we're osmosis, just from the, <laughs> just the sweat. Goes right up. Yeah, right you've up, got right like financial knowledge from your <laughs> pores. Fair enough, fair enough. But um, you've got to, I mean, please, really, because there's so many people that just say, well, I don't want to know any, I don't know. There's a couple of pretty basic stocks and bonds. That's not hard to know. No, and I just explained really, what stocks were. And the difference yeah, between stocks good. and a stock mutual fund is that the stock mutual fund <sighs> owns stocks. Yeah, you, well, people all the time say, well, I'll own stocks and mutual funds. Well, not unless you want to, as you pointed out, own risky individual equities. The stock should be in mutual funds or in exchange-traded funds. Very quickly, I know we're going to go to the phones, but bonds, Yeah, it's easy. easy. It's an IOU. It's a debt. That's it. it it's like it's your debt. credit card obligation. Backward. There you go. Yeah. Somebody owes you that money at an interest rate in a period of time. That's it. That's it. it's and no more complex. Are there all kinds of different ones? And yeah, but at the end of the day, there's a huge difference between what a stock is and what a bond is. Oh, Big well, difference. good job. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you agree with me that Tom deserves an honorary doctorate from the Museum of Model Military Aircraft. <laughs> Thank you. And we'll talk about yesterday's uh, aircraft uh, visits here when time allows. So is, is money involved? I, yeah, actually, I do have a money lesson out of oh, it. Wow, of course, that's I do. Cool. Okay. Shocker. I can't yeah, believe okay. it, but but we'll see. I, it's, will, he's going to stretch. Will. He's going to stretch. Yeah, I, I always do. Eight five five nine three five. Talk is our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it is absolutely without doubt Lynn's turn on this show. Lynn, hi. Hello. Hi, Lynn. I have called in. All right, can, can you hear me? Yep. Uh-oh. Okay. No, we can. I, my husband recently passed away, and I, I've called in before about what to do with money. And uh, you gave me a number to call and get a fiduciary, and I did. They gave me three people to talk to. I picked the one of the three who was older than my son. The other two were just too young for me. And now I don't know what to do. I, people give me advice about who I should go to, what I should do, and I have a list of questions, and who knows if they're answering honestly. But uh, And then someone told me not to go with the people you like. Well, that didn't sound right either. So I have... <laughs> I no, have please, please, Lynn, go with the people you hate. It's always the better, <laughs> the better relationship is with someone you despise. Oh, Stop it. <laughs> it's really so I, I know I don't want an annuity at 
You don't? I'm 76. Huh? I don't want an annuity. And I don't want to invest all my money in one place. I've done that and lost it. And I don't want to buy bonds because I've done that and lost it with the fiasco with Washington State and the nuclear reactors. And, you know. The whoops bonds? That's going back a few years. Yeah. Okay. What do you do now? That's the question. Where, yeah, who, where, to, do whom, <laughs> to whom are you talking, this fiduciary? Is that Give us? us a name. Pure Financial in Seattle, and her name is Rachel Fuse. We did not give you that name. We didn't give that name because we don't know that name. Oh, okay. Um, we did not give you that name for sure. Don's huh. going to go look no, at the list that we offer up. So unless you call – so you must have called someone else. They gave you that name, which yeah. is fine. I mean – if they're a hundred percent fiduciary, then you know you're on the right track again. But just maybe help me understand the money that you're talking about. Is this money that you're living off of right now? No, I have about seven thousand dollars a month in pensions and social security. Okay. So I don't. So need this other money. money is okay. Is for next generation charity, some other purpose or if an emergency comes along no i want to spend it it's my money money. all right she wants to spend it all right well that's i I do encourage people to do that definitely because as i as you correctly pointed out it's your money um and it sounds like i mean so that would be number one number two is it sounds like you need someone to help you I, i i'm getting that notion that's fine there are people that will do it there are people that will treat you fairly um, the question is for you, uh, finding that person. And I think you did mention that you're in the Puget Sound region, correct? That's correct. Okay. So, Don, you're looking at the list. I, you I, can't I, find I, the list? No, actually, I'm looking at the firm. I'm looking at the firm to get a better feel for what this firm does. Um, this is a big firm. It's a national. big firm. It's a big national firm. Uh, out of based out of San Diego. And yeah, I know the name. I think they have a radio show too, actually. So oh, okay, um, that may very yeah. well be. I, I, I yeah. this is the first time I've ever looked them up. Their fees are are, are on the relatively high side, a little high. They start at one point six percent, then they go up to one and a quarter, and then they go up to one, and then they go up to eighty basis points, and then seventy. I guess at a million, it's probably averaging. Can I? Can I make a, a simpler suggestion here? Yeah, of course. And, this is, and you know we don't like to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Because okay. I want to make sure that you're going to be taken care of properly. Yeah. Call me. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I, I because just, this again, is going to take and, a little time. There's some things like, yeah. for example, your hatred of bonds. I get it, but it's misplaced because a mistake was made in the recommendation of well, she bonds. bought individual. Yeah, the Washington right, the but but a lot of brokers, a lot of brokers were yeah, selling those. Sure, you see, absolutely. The, the problem that you have, Lynn, is that in the past you've been sold things, you haven't been advised, and that's the key to finding a good advisor. Somebody who actually advises doesn't sell. So here, here's what. Just hold on, and we're going to give you Tom. What, what do you want to do, Tom? The 800 number. Okay, give 800-386-3004. Ask for Tom. Are talking real money.
Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey there, welcome back to the show. All is well, all is right with the world. Tom is connected, I am connected, you are connected. We are going to get together and make money. You can call us at 855-935-TALK and our office number. And please, Lynn, call and talk to Tom. He'll help you go through this because there's a lot to go through. And that's 800-386-3004. Just make sure you're going the right direction I, I i didn't know that about pure it sounds like their fees are a little bit high but again, a little bit high. look at all that yeah it's not not outrageous but, but, but they are a fiduciary so that's yeah, good they are. we give them that mm-hmm. that's a yep. good thing um but i you know i truly don't know enough about them yeah um, so they, they've been around for yeah, 15 yeah. years yeah they manage four billion dollars yeah. yeah they're they're they are up and down i think the west coast so mm-hmm. at any rate Call me and I'll help you. 800-386-3004. Those of you who listen to the show for a long time know that we don't do this generally on the show because no. we want you to go out find people that will tr- you can but, trust. But in this case, let's get you on well, the right We didn't direction, suggest so. them, but we do have suggestions of a, a number of firms that yeah. we know better. I mean, it doesn't mean we're recommending them because we're not, but that, that's at uh, TalkingRealMoney.com, TalkingRealMoney.com, slash help, slash help. Mark, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello, man. Uh, I just, uh, Don, really, we've been sending a lot of good thoughts your way, buddy. Um, Thank you, man, so much. questions for you guys. Um, I think, um, I, I, first of all, I listened to the audio version of We're Talking Millions, and uh, you were flawless, so I appreciate that. But um, I, I have my wife following the Paul Merriman Two Funds for Life, um, yeah. and the retirement date closest to her is 2035, and I kind of wanted to set, uh, put my foot on the gas a little bit, uh, so I put her in the 2050. Uh, this is theoretically money we'll never need, so I just kind of wanted to do that a little bit. I want to check on that. And if you're familiar with the uh, allocation, Chris Pedersen's basic guideline is one and a half times your age goes to the target date fund. So for us, that'd be 75% target date, 25% small cap value. Uh, but again, I want to put my foot on the gas and go 65-35. Of the 35, I went uh, 20% AVUV, 15% AVDV to get a little international small cap value. Just where are you guys at with kind of the way I kind of went off on a tangent uh, trying to put my foot on the gas with her uh, retirement a little bit? Yeah, I mean, again, how soon until she may or may not need that money that you don't think she's going to use? Uh, 20 years at the earliest. Okay, so 20 years. I mean, so part of the, and that's one part, but the other part, frankly, Mark, that you need to know is if she were ever to wake up one day and see the balance had gone down by 40%. <laughs> Wait, has she been sleeping the lead, whole time with him? I, <laughs> good point. That could lead to some she wakes you know, up. conflict. Where, oh, <laughs> oh just honey, <laughs> I, 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 we're still married after I'm feeling Rip Van Winklish. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's if she can take the, the ups and downs of because in a, 2050 i imagine you're 80 percent in stocks then you throw in the uh small value you throw in the international small value oh let's just step back overall i like that approach because i think it's very reasonable because when you buy the you know the total market or one of the uh, target date funds you end up with very 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 little of the things that have made better bigger returns so i think you're right there mark the question really is 
Can she take the ups and downs if things go down as they very well may? And because it's really more a matter, it's always more a matter of psychology than uh, practicality, than financial information or knowledge. It's really more about how people feel. And you got to make sure that the portfolio feels good. And by the way, this portfolio is 85-15. Yeah, and then you're already, so then you're an addition, only 15% bonds, then you're tilting yeah, and then small, you're tilting to small, small making it far yeah. more aggressive. Uh, it's that Tom's point is the most important one to take from all this. How it, fear the fear factor? You got to factor in the fear factor. If you don't factor in the fear factor, then fear gets the better of you, and you freak you wanna out. You want to see if you can? You want to see if we can get a second question in real quick or not? No, no, okay, no, because no, then we'll sorry. rush them. Yeah, okay. Because you can't get away from the news break at the bottom of the hour. Nope. For some reason, the news waits for no man. (laughs) Indeed, it doesn't. Or woman. The news doesn't wait. The news is happening right now, and we have to share it with you. But if you want to call us, we'll get you in. We will get you in at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. On this little thing where we, I don't know, talk about money all the time and try to do it honestly forthrightly tom and don are talking real money set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60 page better retirement guidebook at vestory.com v-e-s-t-o-r-y.com reality radio for a really great future we're talking real money hello everyone Don here, Tom there, Talking Real Money, the show to which you are listening. Thank you for doing so. And if you would like to call and have a word with us, either positive well, or negative. not like that. If you'd okay. like, I want to have a word with you, Thomas. Yeah, that's yeah. never a good sign. No, it's say, never a good a sign. Or, or when it's Thomas Charles Cuck. Oh, no. I... <laughs> God, no. Yeah. Oh. yeah, did your parents ever do that from, like, downstairs? Oh, yeah. Oh, Thomas sure. yeah. Charles Cuck, you get down here right this minute. <laughs> In fact, I just start running when I hear that. I run one way <laughs> to this day, even right into his sixties. It's like, oh, they see me out the door in about two seconds. Eight five five nine three five. Talk. Call us, just like Sam did. Sam, welcome mm. to Talking Real Money. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Pleasure hey, to talk Sam. to you. I've been listening been listening to you for a lot of years. Uh, I not only appreciate the advice that you give, but I also appreciate appreciate the unintended sort of technical comic relief that you guys have on an almost weekly basis. <laughs> oh, God. Come on. <laughs> All right. Next call. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. You know, and, and really the run. main reason for this is because Tom refuses <laughs> to get in his car and drive across the bridge. Yeah. He just doesn't <laughs> want to drive across this, the bridge. I'm like all of America. Wait, I'm like the rest of America. Nobody goes to work anymore. Why would we? Yeah. I live. I'm in my house. It's a nice place. I'm Why 3, would I ever 000, leave? I'm three thousand miles away. I have an excuse. He won't get in his darn car and drive into Seattle proper. How many of the rest well, of you I, aren't going in their cars and going to work either? So come on. That's like everybody else, well, right? Oh. I just want you to know how much it is appreciated. Like I said, I've been listening to you for years, usually while I'm riding my lawnmower on a sunny Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon, I should say. Um, at any rate, I, I think I have a Riding his lawnmower across the bridge to get to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for the Blue Angels because they're going to buzz you. There we go. All right, go ahead. How can we help you, sir? Well, I think I have a simple question. Uh, and don't call me sir. That's my dad. Um, 
I'm a longtime state employee, just recently retired, 40 years. My wife is about to retire. She's also a longtime state employee, Washington State, uh, over 35 years herself. Our, between our pensions and Social Security, uh, all, our, all of our expenses are well covered. Uh, we have absolutely no debt at all. But fortunately, some years ago, um, I invested in deferred comp, and so did she, deferred compensation program in Washington state government. And we've accumulated somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, about $750,000 in that program. Um, and it's money we don't need for on day, day-to-day, month-to-month ongoing expenses. It's just like extra money, and it, it, it's a wonderful thing. But it's sitting in this de- the deferred compensation accounts, uh, and I have a friend who works for an investment company, and he keeps telling me that the best thing for me to do at this point is to convert that all to a 401k at this point. And uh, my, my the only thing for me that I Wait, 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 wait. To an IRA, you mean? To an individual retirement yeah. account? Perhaps that's it. But the thing about it for me yeah. is I, at some point I want to access that money to, you know, to do a variety of things with it, give it to my children or – you know, maybe spend a whole bunch of it if I feel like I want to buy buy something. Um, but I don't the, I, I don't need the money, but I want to be able to access it. But he keeps getting after me about, no, you need to convert that from your deferred comp to a 401. And I thought, nah, something funky there. And so I thought I'd give you guys a call. Okay, but let's go. Let's just make sure we got the nomenclature right here, because you wouldn't take your deferred comp and move that to a 401k plan. Unless, well, no, you could if you was moving to a new employer. Why well, a, a new employer? employer you could yeah. do that. Yeah, that that well, you could I don't, do. But his but friend you, is in the financial services industry. Yeah, my guess is, is they're saying move it to a nice individual retirement account where I can manage for you. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. I hate to be cynical for you and your wife. Um, and then, right. by the way, that would open up some possibilities, whether you hired him or not, around Roth conversions, around qualified charitable distributions. There's are, there are thing, more things you could do from the individual retirement account than you could from the deferred comp yeah i don't have any argument with that here's the argument yeah please the deferred make the comp argument plump, well the deferred comp plan in washington state pretty doggone good it's the funds are pretty good the costs are exceedingly low and so yeah, you're it's giving it's a trade-off right yeah no it's a pretty good plan mm-hmm. so that would be the reason that i might not want to do it can i ask a question Sam? absolutely Absolutely. Do you know the name of the firm? You don't have to tell. I don't want your friend's name. Is it a big firm for which he works? It's enormous. Yeah, it's huge. What's the name of yeah. it? Because we can say the I, name. It's Edward Jones. Oh, he's trying to sell you stuff. Done. There we go. Well, that's what and, I, that's as what you I know. Yeah, yeah. Ed is so not I, a one hundred percent fiduciary. How much money's in this? In the, how much money's in this account? He said seven fifty. Seven. About seven hundred fifty thousand, yeah. Okay, so is your friendship worth five percent of that? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> That's about how much money he would he would make on this. Uh, maybe you know, maybe if he used breakpoints, three or four percent. You know, but uh, odds are, he's going to make really good money. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guide to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 
855-935-TALK is our phone number. That's 855-935-8255. Now it is time for the Benefit of the Doubt segment <laughs> of Talking Real Money. I got to hear you do this. Let's this is going to be good, man. Let's give the Edward Jones guy the benefit of uh, the doubt. Yeah. If, because we know, we know from experience that nine times out of 10, maybe it's eight times out of 10, but a lot of the times out of 10, Ed Jones brokers put people in American funds. They have a very, American, yeah, very, yeah. very tight relationship with they the American do. funds group. And American funds are actively managed right. commission products. Right. The commission okay. on most American funds is 5.75%. So if he didn't... How much is your love worth? I love that. If Don, he didn't good. do all yeah. American funds, if he just did 100000 in American, 100000 in Oppenheimer, all these various things, then he would make up to uh, $43,000 in commissions. Oh. Okay, wait, wait. However, benefit of the doubt. Remember, this is mm. the benefit of the doubt segment. Oh, yeah, never miss Let's it. Let's say he put the whole $750,000 into just American funds, which he may very well do. Now, it's not good for him if he does this because the commission drops to 11250 because of break points? Because of break points. What are called okay. break points. At $750,000, yeah. the okay. commission goes down to 1.5%. Oh, barely get by. However, the broker will get every year 0.25% from the annual fees that you pay to the American funds, which on an annual basis would average probably about $15,000. No, I'm sorry, $4,500 a year. 4500 a year. On that 750, that's at 0.06% or 0.6%. 0.6, got it. If you put that money into the Vanguard Total World Stock Index Fund, your total fees would be around 500 and some odd dollars a year. But you don't get the friendship nor the help. And you pay a lot less for not getting it. (laughs) How much is your love worth? How much is your love worth? (laughs) Um, And... And with the other wow. problem with American funds is that their portfolios are all – all of their U.S. equity portfolios are very, very similar. They're it's all like – basically the same thing. They call it you know, all these they different have, names. But, yeah. Yeah. And they have some internationals and they have some – but for, you're not going to get the and kind that does, of portfolio. You didn't even – you didn't even bring up the fact of the expense ratio. I so did. You did I said. just there, right there. But if you went to go use exchange-traded funds that you could buy for point one, That was the Vanguard. Five, whatever it is. Okay. I mean – Way cheaper than the average expense ratio on those American funds, which is going to be point. What'd you say, six? Yeah, yeah. Point I mean, six, it's, point it's, seven. Just that's depends on the fund. Easy to do the math. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, mm, what's your friendship worth? This is why we don't think this should ever be a friend relationship, because this really, once people figure out what their friends are making off of them, it destroys friendships. But this is what the f- the firms are counting on. They are counting on that relationship sell. That's true. That's mm-hmm. what I was told to do when I was in my mid twenties. When I started with Dean Witter, we were told to make to sell every relative we could, to sell every friend we had, get everybody to have them at least do a two thousand dollar IRA with us. Do something to make a commission. Eight five five nine three five talk is our number here. Give us a call. And Richard, 
You're next. Welcome to Talking. And Richard, Room. before you go, what do you? Next week, we're still debating whether Don should be on the show or not. Do you think he should be on the show next week? Oh, jeez. Put, <laughs> sure. put him in a bad position. He says, sure. There okay. you go. There's one vote for you. I had to work hard to go. get that vote, too, so it wasn't easy. Yep. Two, two brains are better than one, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, so, two brains uh, are necessary in our one case. And a half, Bare, yeah, two brains barely, barely equal one in this case. <laughs> so here's my question. So I work with a fiduciary uh, firm advisor. They're in, um, mm-hmm. I'm in Washington. They're actually Boston-based because I was started with them back there many years ago. Actually, like what they're doing. Um, I'm at the point in life where I'd rather see my portfolio when the market goes up, you know, three percent, and I'm only getting one and a half. But when it goes down, I'm also getting half of the loss, and I'm good with that. It's, so they're very much protecting principal and by keeping the growth going. They're at a 1.25 percent of assets, mm-hmm. and this is my part that you know. <clears throat> I don't ever know, and I want to know how to ask in a way that's responsible for me, and you kind of talked about it a little bit. When you're on a fiduciary percent basage of your portfolio, are there trades that they are making other monies on it outside of what's called the 1.25% that you're not aware of, and do I have a right to ask that? There better not be. I live near an airport. Hang on, we got an airplane go over oh. My apologies. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's one, it's one of Tom's. It's one of Tom's. No, because mine are all yeah. locked up in I'm some museum by Island, now. So, yeah. uh, so Don, Don already house, said yeah. this correctly, Richard. Um, the the fact is, no, they should not be because if you're not if they're a hundred percent. No, there should be no backdoor but, deal. There but no- you should ask, and any any advisor worth his or her salt is going to go. Thank you for asking. Yeah, absolutely, we yep. totally want because the f- fiduciary advisors are all about transparency. True fiduciaries love telling you the honest truth. Got it. And, and let me tell you one other thing. How much money do you have with your advisor? Uh, about uh, a little under three mil. Negotiate one point two five on the entire thing. Negotiate. Well, it's not. Yeah. Well, there is, but not everything's within that one point two five. You're right. There is within that. I've got some five twenty nine for my for my grandchildren. Yeah. No. No. But how much is how much is being managed by the firm? Managing is about is about two point. Okay. No, you let me tell you one thing about fee only advisory fees. They are negotiable. Particularly yeah, when that. you tell them that there are other funds who that on that amount would be charging you seventy or eighty basis points. Half. Or less. Yes. Or yeah. less. So I would they say, Hey guys. Merrill. Yeah. What? They they were with oh. Merrill when I first started with them and that was where it was like they left because they felt like their hands were tied, they couldn't do certain things, and the fees were higher because of Merrill. They actually right. knocked it down since we've been doing it, and we, we could act that. I got that conversation. I understand that. Knock that it down is. again. No, I honestly believe, because there is fee compression in our industry going on right now, um, that anyone who is much over, uh, anyone who is much over one yeah, on a million. Right. Yep. Needs to uh, is at the the higher end, and one and a quarter on three million really should be with most firms somewhere. It should be that at the very very highest one percent. 
very highest. So negotiate. It is negotiable. All you have to do is do like I did with T-Mobile. And I said, I'm really thinking about going to Verizon if you guys don't improve your doggone service. And uh, at least they tried. We're going to see what happens. But sometimes you have to say, guys, I love you to pieces, but this is a business decision. And um, I really would, I'd I'd like you you to consider taking me down to 1%. I've been here for a long time. I'm a loyal client. I'm a good source of referrals. And one and a quarter is high on three million in the industry now. Even Merrill lowered their fees way down. Way down. So consider. my phone my phone just lit up. A bunch of clients are calling, so I gotta take these and see if I can negotiate. Oh, negotiate the, the fees. Down a bit. See, we're we're below one on, on a way below one on a million. Eight five five nine three five talk. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hi there. Welcome. I'm Don. Tom snuck out for a minute. But we only have about a minute left anyway. Oh, no, we have like 30 seconds. Uh, just wanted to remind you, this is something we do for everybody, and not many firms do it. In fact, I don't know if any do it. But we help anybody, anywhere, anytime, manage some of their basic money problems or go through that confusing portfolio and try to give you some ideas without obligation, without cost, and without a high-pressure sales pitch. Tom left uh, the headphone on, and I can hear myself. Uh, all you have to do to set up an appointment to get that done with one of our fee-only 100% fiduciary advisors, and they won't charge you a fee, is to go to vestry.com and set up an appointment or call that number, 800-386-3004. So go either call that or go to vestry, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy. The 